So if you're at all interested in blockchain or cryptocurrency, you've probably heard of NFTs and seen people selling digital pieces of art for like 60 something million dollars, or crypto punks, or bored apes being sold for millions of dollars. And you may be asking, how is there so much buzz and money being spent on these things? I don't get it. And that's the way I felt too. I'm an independent creative, and even though I don't know a ton about NFTs yet, what I do understand is that there is a creative renaissance happening, and the way art is being created and sold is changing very rapidly, and there's tremendous opportunity to make a living as an independent creative, and do so based on your own uniqueness and ingenuity. So this show is all about learning how to make NFTs work for us as creatives and, and creating a community around it also so that we can connect, learn together, explore, and hopefully all sell our very first NFT using something you learned here. So that's my intention. Stay tuned. We're gonna divide this into different types of episodes. We'll have shorter episodes that'll be more like snacks where you're just getting general information that I'm learning, that I'm passing along. And then we'll be having longer deep dives where I'll have people on who are successful or fluent in the space to explain how they got on, what they know about it, and how to navigate it. So I hope the things you learn here, you're able to feel confident interacting in the space and you're able to make your very first NFT sale. All right, what's up everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of NFTs for Creatives. I'm your host, Dijon Bowden. We're gonna start at the very beginning here, which is what is an NFT? I'm sure if you clicked on this, you probably have some familiarity, but wherever you're at, we're just going to start very basic and then build our knowledge together because there's a lot to learn. So first of all, an NFT is a non-fungible token. So right off the jump, non-fungible is a word that most of us probably don't know. And before I explain it, I just wanna conceptually say something about crypto and finance in general. And that is, it's its own language. Finance is a language. So it can be overwhelming when you start to hear a bunch of terms you don't know, but just like any other language, you can learn it. You're not gonna learn it all in one day because it takes time to practice and become fluent in a language. But over time, with consistent study, you can learn the language of finance just like you can learn the language of Spanish. Now, even within the language of finance, there are differentiations between maybe talking about stocks and talking about something like crypto. And you can think of those as like different dialects, like Spanish sounds different in Mexico than it does in Spain. So it's the same, but different. So what we're learning here is like that. There's differences that are specifically related to cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, and in this case, specifically NFTs. So going back to what NFTs are, non-fungible tokens. Fungible basically means interchangeable. So I'll give you some examples to show you when things are interchangeable and when they're not. So money, also called fiat currency, as we know it now, which is like dollar bills, is fungible. Because if I were to give you a $20 bill, 
you don't have to give me back the same $20 bill. You can give me back any $20 bill and the value transferred is the same. You don't even have to give me back a $20 bill. You could give me two tens or four fives or 21s. It doesn't matter. What matters is the value that the money represents. So the actual dollars themselves are not unique and therefore they're fungible. Another example of something fungible is if you went to a bookstore and you were looking for the alchemist, right? So you go and get the alchemist and they probably have more than one copy because it's a popular book. So you try to, so it doesn't matter which book you pick up because they're all the same, right? But let's say that the author said that he snuck into a bookstore and signed one and you had to go and find it to figure out which one it was. Then that one that was signed would be non-fungible because it's unique and it's differentiated from the other ones that are just something you can find anywhere. There's something unique about it. Like maybe he wrote a little note in there that was specific. So what we can now do is use that same type of digital signature utilizing blockchain technology in order to put signatures on things that we create that are digital. So it could be something you did as an illustration. It can be a photograph. It can be a song. All of these things can be digitally signed with blockchain technology. And then it shows that the actual creator made it and it has a history of it and who's owned it. And it's really cool. It's also a way of making things scarce. So let's say you wanted to create a piece of work digitally, but you wanted it to only be a one of one. So you could digitally sign that piece and say, this is the only one I authorized to be sold and everything else is just not a real thing. And you may say, well, couldn't I just copy it? You know, if it's like a, something digital. But hypothetically, you could get a computer to copy the Mona Lisa or something like that. That's not the same thing as the artist actually interacting with that piece. So it just becomes special in that way. So there's different reasons why people are going to want to have NFTs. They're going to have them as collectibles, right? So it's just something that shows status and ownership, or maybe they just personally love that thing. And whether something has value, if you're a collector, is completely subjective. Because there's people that will pay $100,000 for a baseball card, which is just, you know, a piece of paper, right? But it carries more value to that person and therefore they're willing to pay a lot of money for it. And usually other people are too. So this is no different than that. Or it could be a unique vinyl, right? There's Wu-Tang vinyls that sold for over a million dollars, you know, because there's a fan culture around that. So the value something has is based on how much someone is willing to pay for something. And usually that's determined by the interest of a specific community. And in this cryptocurrency-fueled digital Twitter community, there's a lot of interest in all this digital art and all these things. So just as collectibles, it's really interesting. But the other cool thing is it doesn't just have to be a collectible. It can have utility. So what that means is 
the NFTs have smart contracts in them and you can program them or place anything inside of them that you want. So Kings of Leon was the first mainstream act that I really heard about to utilize this in a cool way because they offered their album in 2021 as an NFT. And one of the unlockables, one of the pieces of utility was that you got front row tickets to their show and I think an actual physical copy of the CD. So that was an example of someone buying something digital that also had real world utility, right? So if you were gonna buy Kings of Leon stuff anyways and you were gonna go to the concert, then like why not have the NFT as well? And it's not just creatives, you know? Like even Ticketmaster in that instance who sells the tickets like normally we just have this digital code that we scan, but in the future, it'll probably be some unique piece of art that will be an NFT that you can then keep and you just own that as a collectible and say, oh, hey, I went to Lauren Hill, you know, and this year and that was really cool. So in San Francisco at the Fillmore, they used to give unique posters every time you went to a show for that show. And I really got some cool posters, but like, I don't know where they are because that was 10 years ago. But if that was digitized as an NFT, then I would still have all of those posters with the unique art and kind of as a keepsake to help me remember, oh, hey, I went and saw the yeah, yeah, yeahs back at the Fillmore in 2003. You know, that was really cool. So that's just another way that NFTs can be used and to show where they have value. I know that Another cool utility feature that Soldier Boy implemented is he'll do a feature on one of your songs if you buy a certain tier of his NFT. So this is a really cool way for creatives to be unique in the way that they are entrepreneurial in their pursuits and therefore not have to rely on third parties and middlemen and record labels to kind of create a buzz. They can just connect directly with their fans. And if they create something that their fans find valuable, which if you're a fan of Soldier Boy, I'm sure you would find it really valuable to have him rap on your song. That would be really cool, right? And that's gonna instantly elevate your status and your profile. So this is a new industry and we're at the early stages of it so we don't even know all the ways in which it's going to expand but generally that is what an nft is it's something that has a uniqueness to it it usually is scarce in some way it's not interchangeable for something directly i mean you can sell it or trade it with somebody if you choose but it's just not the same as something else so that's a little bit of a crash course on NFTs. We're going to be going through different elements of how to buy NFTs, how to sell NFTs, because there's many steps to being onboarded to this crypto process, like buying crypto from an exchange or setting up a wallet, like a MetaMask or something like that. And each of those things will require some specific instruction. And we're gonna go through that, but since it's new, I don't want to overload you with information. I just want to give you little snacks, little bite-sized pieces so you can start to understand the world. And over time, you will feel more confident exploring. 
So just so you can have some idea of what's in store on this show, I'm going to be talking with different people from different mediums about how they're navigating the space. So it could be musicians or poets or filmmakers or whatever, because there's a place for NFTs in all creative mediums. So I'm going to be bringing on those types of people to share their experiences, and that will all be here on NFTs for Creatives. But there will also be individual podcasts that will just feature specific mediums. Like I'm also starting one called NFTs for Musicians because there's a lot to explore just in that lane. So if you're here just because you're curious and you want to explore, welcome, stay with us, but also know that other channels will be available if you want to niche down and focus on one specific medium at a time. Maybe you're like me and you like to be inspired and you like to create in lots of ways because when I hear about somebody creating in a certain way, I usually want to try that out too. But we have both options for you. So thanks for being here again. Connect with me on Twitter at Dijon Bowden or at NFTs for creatives or NFTs for musicians. And that will all be in the show notes. We got a lot coming your way because this is a fun space. So thanks for being here. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us on NFTs for Creatives, the place where you can create community and learn how to be financially sovereign by selling NFTs as an artist or a creative. Tune in because there's a creative renaissance happening right now, and we're going to learn how to ride this wave together. If you enjoy the show and feel like you're getting some value in it, it would do us a big favor if you would leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. That'll help us rank higher and get out in front of more eyeballs and just help us grow the community so that we can all learn together. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks for being here.